with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. That's right. We're back another Saturday night. It is epic. Southern California, it's been a hot day today. Okay, how hot was how hot, by how my hot house, has it been? Dude, by my house, it was like over like 106, like 108. It's so so, like I'm in Vegas. That's like Riverside area. Yep. And then out in Orange County, I think it was only yep. like five degrees less. I mean, it was like a heat wave going on. Blazing, right now. man. Well, let's think about Miami. I mean, oh, for yeah. the people that are dri- driving around in Miami, I mean, dude, it gets, it gets humid super too. hot out and there. It gets hot and humid out there. I remember I went out there, um, like, I don't know, like last summer, and I went out to the pool. We were staying right there in South Beach. Mm-hmm. And the water was as hot as the air. Yeah, I had a friend who got back from there too. Said the same thing. It was insane. It was like, like you no couldn't relief. Get refresh. Yeah, you couldn't get Miami, relief. dude. They they got it hard out there, man. Well, we <laughs> we love Miami. I just love going out there in uh, I don't know, like March, April. You know, when when it gets real nice. Yeah, beautiful, man. Well, if you guys uh, tuned in, you're listening to live with Ryan Reese. Uh, we're taking calls like every Saturday night. Um, maybe you got a question about Jesus. Maybe you don't know him. Maybe uh, you know, life gets crazy. Maybe you're going through a, a a rough time in your life, maybe it's called a storm or something, or maybe um, you just uh, need some advice, uh, some um, some godly advice of what the scriptures say in the situation that you're going through. Maybe you're dating and you're dating a guy or a girl that's not a Christian, and you're wondering if that's okay. And according to the scriptures, we'll we'll, we'll let you know what you know what the scriptures say about that. I mean, these are just all this show's just all about practical questions that maybe some people are scared to ask people; they don't want to feel dumb. But uh, this is a, a, a phone line that you could call in. You have no face. You're just a voice asking these questions, and uh, we want to help you out as, as much as possible. But before we get going, um, we're going to run through a couple of uh, things that were going on this week. But if you want to call in, and that's you, uh, you could call in at 888-564-6173. That's 888-564-6173. Any question is a good question. Right. So, Sean, what's what's going on these days? You know, another way that you can ask us questions is to go on any of Ryan's uh, social media as well. Um, for more information, you can always go to info at Ryan Reese, uh, ryan-reese.com. But like always, man, we've been sharing about how since we started this, you know, Ryan's saying why, why we do what we do. We do it because we know there's a listening audience out there. You're kind of going through a lot of stuff. And we just want to break down some truth to, it, to you that kind of that saved our lives and that's why we've been given this opportunity. It's been amazing. But we're on over 41 stations, 12 states. You can always watch live from your iPhone, from whatever kind of uh, smartphone that you do have. You can watch at home, on your computer. You can watch at ryan-reese.com right now, ryan-reese.com. And also, every um, uh, uh, thing that we did, uh, every show that we've done, it's all archived as well on video at ryanreese.com. You can always download the podcast, too, on iTunes. You know, the whosoever's have been able to do a lot of amazing events, go to high schools, and their heartbeat is going to rehabs. Ryan's been able to speak at a bunch of rehabs. And if you believe in that vision, I know a lot of people, I meet with a lot of people, Ryan, that have families that are broken because of drug addiction. They're saying, man, should I send my my child there, or my son or my daughter there. And, you know, some of these rehabs do help. And then when they understand that there's a person like you or some people in their crew of the whosoever's mm-hmm. that can go to these venues, it's an amazing thing. 
Guys, if you believe in this vision and you want to donate to the cause, you can always go to thewhosoevers.com and hit the donate button. All of the proceeds go straight back into the movement. Mm-hmm. Same thing with all the Whosoever product as well. The product's been amazing. There's a bunch of hats, shirts, and for guys, girls. But really, all that product that's sold, it goes right back into the movement to that, fund it. That allows us to go out and, and, and do what we do, go yep. to these high school tours and these rehabs. It's funny. Um, I got it. There's been several times when people, you know, probably come up to you too, as well as they're like, "Hey, my son's in rehab. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with God. Will you go speak in that rehab?" Right. And then I'm like, "Sure." So it's like, then we'll end up going there, and and we give the gospel, and then, uh, you know, thank God in Jesus' name, these guys get saved. But it's so yeah. funny how, you know, their kids are running from God their whole life, and then they end up in rehab, and they're like, "Hey, can, just go to that rehab and, and give yeah. them the gospel there." And so, guys, yeah, we do it all the time. And you know, as you look at the world around today, you know. You know, you can be discouraged, but as Christians, man, you need to be praying. And when you know, see people that have a calling upon their life and they have an ability to get into these particular things, you need to pray for them. You need to get behind them, and I would encourage you uh, to do so. You know, I was talking with this, this girl that came by the church the other day, and she was a nurse. Her young kid grew up in the church, kind of got influenced doing a little bit of meth, but then she found out. Everything escalated to like gnarly, gnarly drugs, gnarly high dosage of prescriptions. And dude, her like little sweetheart son that she knew her is her whole life, obviously, since he was a little kid, now turned into this like evil man um, saying crazy stuff, saying demonic stuff. And she didn't know how to deal with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what's taking place in our culture around us. Kids are experiencing with drugs harder than we did right yeah. back in the day. The drugs are getting harder and harder, man, and definitely the They're the getting enemy. more pure yeah. and cheaper and more available. For sure. And, you know, young kids are getting at a, a very young age. Well, guys, that's just one of the things that the Whosoever's done, but the high school tours is an amazing thing, too. I'm going to share about that in a second, but before I do... We want to stress this, the Israel tour. It's in April 5th through the 17th of 2016. But I believe a, a big payment has to be done for to book your your seat mm-hmm. in September. I don't have the date of September, um, but make sure you go to thewhoservers.com or inspiredtravel.com to get more information about that. The trip of Israel will change your life. I just got an email, and there's actually um – 104 people total in the whole group mm-hmm. that are actually already going. So Sick. it's going down. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And uh, we're going to get to see um, all the amazing spots where Jesus walked and yeah. um, the, the Pool of Baselda and just all, all the spots. Going to Old, Old Town Jerusalem. I think that was my, my uh, most amazing time being in, in uh, Israel. Guys, the high school tours, kill the noise. Man, high school's already started. My kids have been back in school for like two weeks, and a lot of schools are starting up right now. Um, but what's on the calendar for Ryan and the team uh, with the Kill the Noise Tour is Jordan High and Watts, September 23rd, uh, Summit High School in Fontana, September 30th, and then Rancho Verde and Moreno Valley, October 2nd. Number one, pray for all these events. Absolutely. You know, all these things are by faith. You know, going to high schools is pretty gnarly, you know? Yeah. How a kid's going to receive you, like how that whole thing's going to go down. You deal with a lot of issues sometimes, but every time that you guys go forth, God always works out all the details. Absolutely. And we want to make sure if you guys have a vision for your high school, whether you're a teacher, you're an administrator, you're a student, maybe you're a custodian there, and you have a heart for the school, you had a heart for the kids, reach out to us, and you can email info at ryan-reese.com. 
And then one more thing. Uh, Ryan always wants to let the local listeners know about his good friend of the um, Agape Acupuncture dot com here in Costa Mesa, right? Yeah, hey, if you're dealing with any, you know, maybe you've been going to a lot of different doctors. I mean, I'm I'm just letting people know because this this actually works. I was breaking out with hives all over my body. No doctor, no allergist could figure out what's going on. They gave me tons of medicine. It kept getting worse and worse where the medicine wasn't working. Then I went to this guy that where Chuck Smith used to go to right here by Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. They started treating me with the acupuncture and like Chinese herbs. Yeah. And literally, I am not even breaking out anymore. It nice. works, and uh, you got to you got to treat the symptom. So check that out if uh, if you're dealing with that. We got some phone calls coming in, but before we get going tonight, you guys, you know, like I said, if you just tuned in, uh, you could call in number at triple eight five six four six one seven three. That's triple eight five six four six one seven three. Whatever you're dealing with, if you got some questions about Christ about him working with you, working within you. Maybe you're struggling with addiction or anything like that. Maybe you're even driving down the highway and you're having these suicidal thoughts. Call us right now, and we want to talk to you, and we want to, we want to help you get through this moment. Um, we had a baptism today down yeah. at Pirates Cove in uh, Co- Calvary. Uh, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah. It's in Newport. Pirates Cove, yeah, Newport. It was rad. This was our third annual baptism, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, tons of people showed up again, and it was pretty incredible, man, Like just to see people – uh, when people want to get baptized, that means people are getting saved. Right. 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 So just over the year, we do it once a year, and then we tell people through uh, you know, through social media or even people at our churches that we're gonna do this. We had people even coming out from Las Vegas. That's uh, that drove oh, out that's here. Nuts. Yeah, that's far. That's like five, yeah. six hours away. Drove out here. And uh, you know, when these people were we were praying for them before they would walk up, and then by the time they would come out to get baptized, dude, like women were crying, guys were crying, and then I'd ask them, I'd say, Tell me why you want to get baptized. And each person had a story. Some were like, I want to get, draw closer to God, or I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or I want to crucify that old man. I want to leave him in this grave, or I've been suffering with uh, suicidal thoughts, or you know, all these different right. things. And people just kind of confess like why they're getting baptized. Yeah. And it's just cool to, to hear why they're doing it. And I think it makes them really think again, like, yeah. wait, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And then you just see God work. You, 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 know, you put them under the water. You bring them up. And uh, they walk out, you know, in that new life of the spirit. There's nothing better than seeing lives that have been jacked up and broken up and like God restore them, you know, and then take a step to get baptized because it's like a trip. Like who would have thought like you would be baptizing people out in Pirate's Cove? Yeah. Uh, these people coming, same thing with some crazy backgrounds and somewhere God has really had this genuine work in their life and they're making this stand of what God has done in their life. I was telling this story the other day. Um, I always trip out on this one couple that from our from the church over in uh, Diamond Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was teaching New Thirst, which is a drug alcohol, alcohol recovery class that we teach on Tuesday nights. It was probably like seven years ago. And I remember at the end I was teaching and I kind of like did like this altar call in the class. And then after he, he didn't respond, but I just felt like this dude was like fighting. I go up to him after, and I started talking with him. He had some questions, and I just remember, like, the Lord taking over. This dude was like a DJ in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, he was all strung out on meth. He said his, his faith, he was so oily looking, you know, like yeah. all drawn out. And as I was just sharing with him just the simplicity, like, of the gospel, I just remember him crying. Like, tears are coming down to my arms. Like, it was no like way. this crazy moment. And now, I just was talking to him last, uh, last Sunday before uh, Shine, and uh, dude, God's completely, I see them all the time, mm-hmm. but like they're on fire for God. They've been walking with God. I did their marriage, him and his wife, 
for over six years, and they were gnarly, gnarly stories. You know, th- those stories are amazing. Like, there's yeah. these two people that are going to Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar right now. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's this girl and, and her and her husband, and they're uh, they're young. They have a kid, and uh, they were homeless, and they they showed up at the church. They found God. And uh, they were like, hey, you know, we're struggling with weed. They're still smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just loving on them. You know, for the last couple months, I'm going to just keep coming to church, learn about Jesus. You know, I could have been like, hey, man, you got to stop smoking weed, okay? Right. You know, stop smoking weed, and then you're going to be good. I said, look, God has a plan for you. Just keep asking God to take this away. I know the Holy Spirit will speak to you over this situation. It's been like two to three months now. Now God's actually found them a, a place to live. They got jobs now. They stopped smoking weed, and I just love them through the whole thing. And now they were down there t- today at Pirates Cove, and uh, dude, they're stoked. They were like, "Oh man, what Bible do you read out of?" I'm like, "I live. I read out of the Live- New Living Translation Bible." Uh-huh. They're like, "It's so easy to understand." And I'm like, "Well, I'm a terrible reader. I got a fifth grade <laughs> reading level, so I have no choice. You know, right. I can't read a lot of those words in the King James." So they, I, I got them two new Bibles. I went and bought them uh, Bibles out of the bookstore. And uh, I was like, yeah, you want me to have your name in, uh, inscribed in it? Like, no, no, we want to take these home and read them. So uh, I saw them at the, at the baptism day. I'm like, dude, how's your new Bible? They're like, oh, my gosh, we love it. We're just burning through. We're just <laughs> reading through it like crazy. It's just so cool yeah. to see these people that were completely broken three yeah. months ago and then to see how God just restored their life. And that's what Jesus is in the business of. Yeah. It's just restoring lives. I mean, when we were down there at the baptism, I started giving the gospel of John the Baptist, how he was in the desert, and he was saying, repent of your sins and turn. And he basically was saying, like, stop sinning and go the other way. He wasn't, like, saying, you're going to burn in hell, you're going to die. He was basically saying, repent, because there there is hell, but stop sinning and turn to Christ. And uh, I just started giving that message, and then I said, hey, whoever wants to receive Jesus Christ, do, do it now. And Dude, probably like six people got saved That's awesome. right there. And then, you know, some other people gave their life back to the Lord. And then we were baptizing. And this little, like, you know, I say drive-by because we're used to drive-bys out here, you uh-huh. know, gunshots. <laughs> I had like a swim-by. This girl was swimming by, this little, like, 12-year-old girl. And she's like, hey, uh, will, you, will you baptize me? And I'm like, are you with our group? She's like, no, no. I'm like, well, why do you want to get baptized? She's like, well, I've always heard about it, but I've never had the opportunity. And I'm like, well, I go, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? He's like, yeah, he's my savior. I go, okay, we'll jump in here. Let's, we'll swim on up here. And I need to baptize in there. And I'm like, all right, later. And she just swam away. And dude, that's it awesome. So cool. Dude, that's the amazing thing about the Christian life, like walking by faith. Like say, Lord, use me today, you know, and he can mm-hmm. use anybody. You know, if you guys are out to understand that, that God has truly chosen the fullest things of the world to confound the wise. And when you wake up in the morning, you pray, you're in your word, you're just like, Lord, how are you going to use me today? And those literal opportunities can just fall right into your lap, dude. It's like an exciting life, you know. And for those that are out there that are listening, because one of the things that's a trip about this radio, Ryan, is that sometimes I know you get a lot of messages either through social media or through email or by word of mouth. Like God is speaking to a lot of people out there. And for those that are listening, maybe you're stumbling across the dial right now. Like we're talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like God loves you doesn't matter how bad you have been, how many things have gone wrong in your life. He can completely restore it. Sometimes we have this misconception like, yeah, I know I need to get my heart right or I know I need to go to our church or I know I need to give my life to God, but I got to stop doing this first. Yes, you know, right. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop uh, being my girlfriend or whatever it might be. But the Lord says this, come just as you are. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to do things your way because if you try to save your life and do things your own way, you're going to lose it. Yeah. But if you want to find life, you come and find Jesus. You just come and surrender. That's it. Well, here we go. We got it. We got a heavy-duty call. Um, 
Calls are coming in now. So uh, we have uh, Chris um, from the Philippines. Obviously, you're listening online. How are you doing, Chris? Great. Thanks for taking my call. That's awesome, man. You're, you're our first call from the Philippines. Right on. So what, what's your uh, question, brother? Uh, yeah, I've been listening to your station uh, oh, that's amazing. for a while now. And <laughs> no way. <laughs> for a while. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Uh, I've been a Christian for uh, several years now, and... Really, can we can we be totally free from? I struggle in uh, pornography, and yep. can we be totally free from it? Because it's been it's been a cycle, it's been repeating, and I can go for uh, for months, for like three to uh, several months to be uh, to stay pure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I fail. It's disappointing. Yeah. So mm. is it? It's been a cycle, and I feel like a hypocrite though. Okay. Well, this this is this is the deal. We we all we all fall short. Number one, uh, just shows that you're human. We make mistakes, and that's why we live in that grace in that grace with God. And our goal is we strive so hard with everything we got to um, be like Christ and to get rid of these things in our life. And you know the the, the pornography thing. First of all, I want to let you know. Uh, first of all, I want to let you know that. A lot of people struggle with uh, pornography. Um, you're not alone. I mean, there's like millions of people, Christians, that are struggling like this. But the thing, the way it works is uh, you can be set free of it. Now, you also can be tempted the rest of your life because we reap what we sow. Mm. So, for instance, I have been set free of it. I don't look at pornography anymore, but I can struggle with it because there's things that I could see on TV. I could see stuff in a magazine. I could see stuff on the internet because we live in a fallen world and there is pornography. I mean, if you listen to some songs just on the oh, radio, yeah. you'll be flipping through some stations and you'll hear some of the, 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 the hip hop stations or whatever. Yeah. And you're, it sounds like a, a, a porn yeah. <laughs> that you're listening to. So that activates your mind and your thoughts. And then you start thinking of the past things that you've seen. Now, the goal to that stuff, to, to, to kill it, is you know what Jesus said. He says, you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. So it all comes down to the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And Jesus said in, in Acts 1, 8, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Um, what you need to do is you need to pray that God will give you that power and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. When you're about to act out on porn and you're about to open your computer, you're going to know the Holy Spirit's going to say no to you in some way or in another. And then it's up to you to listen to that voice of the Holy Spirit and close your computer or walk out of your room or do whatever you got to do. Or what you're going to do is you're going to push that Holy Spirit voice away and then you're going to go to the next thing and you're going to type in that button to type in the website that you want to watch the porn at and then the Holy Spirit's going to tell you again don't click on the video and then it just depends every single time those those stop signs that come in front of our our, our, into our minds or those that voice of God we have to heed to that stuff and the only way we can do that is you have to deny yourself and when you deny yourself and you pick up your cross that means you're putting your body appetites on that cross and you're crucifying your body appetites. And that is one of the most painful things you're ever going to do because our body loves sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, it loves acting out on porn. It loves acting out on on sex and the thoughts in our mind. 
because it fulfills our body appetites. But what happens is right when you act out on that stuff, and this is a huge problem in the, in the church big time. I mean, with young kids, I deal with kids that are five years old that are watching porn um, all the way up to grown men that are married that are cheating on their wife watching porn. I mean, this is huge. Yeah. But for me, it came to that crossroads in my life when I said, you know what? I am tired of being a hypocrite. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of being a slave to porn. And I know all it's doing is polluting my mind. It's literally the, that stuff that you watch. Those girls and those guys that are in those videos. The, a lot of those people are on drugs to actually be able to go go through with that abuse to their body. Mm. And it's, it's, it's disgusting when right. you really start thinking about it. And I decided I don't want to be a part of that stuff. I don't want to support that. I don't want to be a statistic anymore. And I would yell out to God in my room and say, God, help me. You say, you say that you give us power by the Holy Spirit to overcome this. Take this urge away. Help me. And I had to be just like Joseph. We were talking about Joseph earlier. I had to literally close my computer and I had to walk out of my room and go do something. But if I would sit in my room looking at my computer, it's just a matter of time because the enemy is going to be there saying, this is going to feel good. You're going to love doing this. And then once you do it, you feel like a creep. You feel like a jerk. You feel disgusting. You feel dirty. You hate yourself for doing that. And then Satan there is lying to you or actually, yeah, he's actually telling you too. He's like, look at, look at you. I can't believe you would do this to God and this, that. But we know that Jesus loves us. He doesn't condemn us. He doesn't judge us. He loves us. He came to save us. But just like a father looks at the son, you know, he's, he's probably like, man, I can help you get through this. All you have to do is call me. I came. I died on the cross. I want to walk with you, and I want to help you through this. And he's there, and he's waiting there with open arms. But it all comes down to Romans 8.13. It says, If we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live after the Spirit and do mortify the deeds of the flesh, ye shall live. So you must literally kill your flesh. you got to put it to death. And mortify, that word, as you look it up, it means to self-inflict pain. How much pain are you inflicting on your life when you're having a face-off with that computer and you're thinking about watching porn and you literally go, no, I'm not going to do it. And you know your mind's telling you it's going to be amazing, but you literally close your computer and you deny yourself and you walk away. That is so much pain. I can't even tell you. I've been through it many times, but I can tell you this. This is the beauty of it. As you mortify mortify this yourself and you you kill it, you self-inflict pain of denying yourself of your body appetites, what happens is the power of the Holy Spirit starts manifesting in your life. And the more you surrender to God, the more power you get from the Holy Spirit to overcome that. And the more you kill that flesh, the easier it will be to overcome that. And because we reap what we sow, as you start sowing to the Spirit, the good things, you will start reaping things in the Spirit. And you have that dynamite power, that dunamis power it talks about um, in, in, in the old language. Is that Hebrew or Greek or one of those? Yeah. I'm not a crazy uh-huh. Bible scholar, but I do know this. It means that dynamite power in your life. Yeah. And you will, be, you will be able to overcome that. And then God is going to give you, um, um, what's that called? Uh, uh, he's going to help you. He's going to give you, I can't even think of the word. No uh, peace. Peace. He's going to yeah. give you peace. And uh, he's going to he's gonna help you to overcome that. And that you're going to have a new relationship with God and a new walk. So, yes, whoever the Son of God sets free is free indeed. But you got to get ready. you gotta get, you got to get ready to battle. And you battle. If you can't overcome this, start fasting. Fast yeah. a meal. 
Yeah. Pray. Get on your face. War in the spirit. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness of the unseen world. And those demons, they're, I mean, they, there's so much de- demonology and witchcraft that are involved with that porn. That is straight evil when you watch that stuff. You know, I always think about the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Absolutely. Guys, if you're listening right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. You want to give out the call-out number. Maybe there's something that you want to talk about, something you're struggling with. You have a question uh, that you're battling with right now. Call us at 888-564-6173. Again, the number is 888-564-6173. Ryan, on my way out here today, I was uh, listening to this amazing Bible study by Ravi Zacharias. It was talking about dealing with... Um, you know, Christianity in the 21st century. And his daughter actually is involved in ministry as well. And her call is going into the sex trafficking. Um, and she goes into brothels. Like she goes like, kind of in disguise in like gnarly areas in the, in the world, mm-hmm. takes a Bible in, goes into where these girls are usually doing their prostitution or whatnot, buys time for, from them that they usually would be given to a man and sits down there, gives them the gospel, Dude, shares insane. with them, shares their life, comes back. Ravi Zacharias is an amazing apologist. And uh, came to her, her dad and said, Dad, I want you to write a book with me on the, on the battle of pornography. And he was like, I, I don't know. It might be tough because I don't want to get all those images in my mind and yeah. everything because it's something that's a struggle. He's like, don't worry about that. You just teach throughout the book what God created sex for. And then I will tell everything that I have seen. Because one thing I see is these these men that are so messed up on pornography, given over to pouring into mo- their money, were destroying their families over pornography, trying to satisfy this fleshly desire that will never be satisfied. And these women trying to you know make money and stuff. It's just a crazy, crazy scene. We've talked about it many times on the show because it comes up because it's so prominent in our culture today. Dude, right? there's a there's a new. I'm not gonna say where to find this, mm-hmm. but I just read in the news. There's a new channel that's coming up, which like it's it's like a you play a small amount of money a month. It's, it's super something something small like five bucks or, and it's unlimited, porn. Yeah, I that's the world we're too. living in. I think I sent you the email. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Um, you know, I have uh, here's a perfect example of the power of the Holy Spirit. So I have a friend. That actually uh, text messaged me earlier today, mm-hmm. and basically, you know, he, you know, he's dealt with pornography and drugs and alcohol and all these things. And he was at a party or uh, at a barbecue, just a barbecue, not a party, just a barbecue during the day. And he emails me and basically, or he texted me and said, "Dude, I just got attacked at this barbecue." And he's like, "This married chick was hitting on me right in front of her husband." And he said, "These other two girls came up to me and hit me up to go do coke with him." He says, "It's crazy." Hmm. He's like, "I had to split out the back." And dip without saying bye. He's like, I just left. I just ran out solo. Okay. So, I'm not saying this guy's name, but this is one of my good friends. And this guy's background is, that's where he came from. Right. Doing cocaine, drinking, hooking up a bunch of chicks. And this guy's he's 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 like a he's like a high profile person, and he has Mm -hmm. access to stuff very easy. Right. Right. This is at a barbecue. Um. Now, what did he do? He could have been tempted, and or he got tempted. He could have acted out and not denied himself and got into that situation. And who you know what happens next. Right. But what did he do? He did just like Joseph did. Yeah. Potiphar's wife was uh, a wife of a of, of Potiphar, which was like a high. Uh, he was like a high profile person. Right. 
um, in, in the army, and you know how government people in, are, you know, these what rich you guys, like. they got these smoking hot right. wives, even if they have like, even if the guy looks like a horse face, <laughs> uh, they got these smoking hot models right. wife. And then, so anyway, what did Joseph do? Joseph had this opportunity. He was a young guy in his 20s. You know, he, he was a virgin. He had this girl that came onto him. Her husband was out of town, tried sleeping with him. He ran, she grabbed his clothes and literally ripped off. He ran out naked right. into the city. He took off. Why? Because he didn't want to dishonor God. Mm-hmm. And God used him heavily. Yep. And that's a perfect example. This is a. And whenever you want to draw closer to God, man, the enemy's going to bring temptation your way. I mean, Joseph, that whole story, too, it's like the enemy didn't quit. She came onto him many times and then set him up when everybody else was away. Nobody was around. He could have got away with it. But he said this, far be it that I do this sin and sin against my God, because that's what sin is. Is it just between the person and no, it's before God, like God sees everything. And if we have that in our minds and understand that it shouldn't be like, oh, man, God's looking at me. He's going to. No, God can't keep his eyes off you because he loves you so much. And these lifestyles will continue bringing you into bondage. You're never going to have peace. You're going to be like a hamster going on a wheel, never try, not never bringing satisfaction to things that are in God's word. And some of those things that may maybe hit us the wrong way sometimes are there for our benefit, that we can learn from them, that we can grow from them. Just as a father disciplines his son, so God disciplines us. If I gave my children candy every day, their teeth would fall out and they'd be a mess. You, you. Um, give things to your children. You 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 feed them right. You make sure that you're disciplining them in areas. Why? So when they grow up, man, they're not going to get beat up by the things of the world. All right. Well, we'll be back in a few minutes. Um, see you shortly. Peace. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Well, let's hear it. Go, 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 go. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese from Southern California. Right on, right on. Wow. The first half of the show is pretty intense. Yeah. We were talking about porn. Yeah. We were talking about uh, one of my friends that just texted me. He was at a barbecue, and uh, some chicks tried coming on him, taking him to the bathroom to do some cocaine. Some married girl was hitting on him. And what happened? Powered by the Holy Spirit. He's in the yeah. Word. He's prayed up. He did like Joseph did. He got up, and he peaced out. He didn't sit around yeah. to, to get in trouble. And you know, just like that call earlier, Sean, we were talking, that guy from the Philippines hit us up and he said, can you be saved from porn? Can, can, you, uh, be, can you overcome porn? Right. And it all comes down to self-denial. Right. It's having that life with Christ, being in the Word of God, prayed up, going to church, and being powered of the Holy Spirit, and then allowing yourself, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, to run out of the listen. room, to listen, to yeah. leave, to act on it, and to deny yourself than to give in. I don't think, honestly, a lot of us really try to deny ourselves. Think right. about that. How? Th- this is my question to everyone <laughs> listening. Do you really deny yourself? Do you really try? Okay, here, that verse that you said earlier in James, Submit resist the yeah. devil and he will flee. Right. Do we, us Christians, really resist the devil? Mm-hmm. Or how easy do we just give in to the, right. to the, the devil? You get you get you want to get so close to that line. You know, there's another thing in the Proverbs that says this: 
can a man put fire in his lap and not, not be burned, burned, right? Yeah. And what he's saying is, he's just talking real simple. He's saying, if you throw fire in your lap, what's going to happen? Your clothes are going to set on fire. You're going to get burned. And the same thing is true when you're like, you're getting too close to this. Whether it's a drug thing or whether it's this chick that you know is not right or a guy that's not right for you. And you're just testing or you're tempting the, the Lord to you know, get you out of that situation. But the Bible tells us not to do that thing. There is, for each temptation, there's always a way out. There's always a door of escape. But it comes down to us. And that's a cool thing about Christianity. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we have a choice to obey what God's saying or to reject it and be like, man, I want to satisfy my flesh. I, re- I remember when I first gave my life to the Lord, I was like, I'm not sleeping with any more girls. You know, I'm walking with God, but I had my porn, my little porn thing going on. Right. But I remember going to this girl's house I used to date when I was walking with God, when I first found, found God. And I was testing the waters. Right. I, you know, obviously I like to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And I go to her house and I'm like, okay, I'm not a Christian. I'm not going to sleep with her. But I was there and I was kind of navigating like through the conversations, hanging out. And the whole time in my mind, I'm like, am I going to sleep with her? No, I can't. But I was testing these waters. I was flirting with, 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 uh, with, with the, I was walk, I was dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, you know. <laughs> right. And I thank God I didn't sleep with her, but I got into some situations where you know we we you know we started messing around a little bit, which was not honoring to God. I was a brand new Christian. I was like right. a week old. But if I would have never put myself in that situation, and I would have listened to Holy Spirit and said, I should not probably be going over to this girl's house by myself right now. As a new Christian, or even like even if I'm walking with God, right. and if I like a girl, I don't want to be hanging out alone. Um, cause you'll end up in a situation yeah. about, uh, saying, I'm going to go over there and lay my hands on her and pray for her. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll right. see what happens, you know, when that happens. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, it's, it's just, we flirt, we flirt with, uh, Always, we flirt with the man. devil. And you have a choice, like your homie that like you had a victory tonight, like he took off. Yes. Like, it's good to have little victories, man, because sometimes if you've stumbled and you've gotten yourself caught up, understand this, the Bible says, when a righteous man falls, man, he can get up and he can t- continue to walk again. Don't let the enemy condemn you. Now you get up. Recognize it's like an issue, problem. There's all. And the thing is, you want to prepare. You were saying this earlier, Ryan. Prepare for the battle. Mm-hmm. You know the the best way to to have a good performance in anything that you do is your practice life. Train. For an athlete, you train. Yep. And for us, as we're in the battle, training, and that's praying, it's reading, just being prepared spiritually. So when that temptation comes you're able to to resist it. I want to give out the call-out number right now, Ryan. Uh, The call-out number, if you want to call in for any question that you might have tonight, call in at 888-564-6173. The number again, 888-564-6173. Always lock that number in your phone because it never changes. You know, one thing with the whosoever's we were sharing earlier, the high school tours are coming up. All the product is just amazing right now. And there's a lot of more things that these guys have a heart to do. If you believe in the movement of the whosoever's, you want to get behind it, number one, pray for it. But if you want to donate to the cause, go to the whosoever's.com um, on the donate tab to be able to give. We are, we are going to the high schools and we're giving the gospel and we're doing concerts for them and that's it. We're going after the youth before they end up strung out or dead. So here cool. we go. We're going to go ahead and take Quentin from uh, Vero Beach in Florida. How are you doing, sir? And what's your question? What's up, Quentin? Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> good. How are you? We're doing good. Doing good. Is there waves down there in uh, in uh, Vero Beach? Yeah, right. We got little two, three footers right now. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. What's your question, dude? Um. Well, I just, I guess, I kind of wanted y'all's opinion on um, 
how could I better, um, uh, I, I, it's hard word in this question, just separating the desires of my heart from God's will. Yep. Uh, I guess, I guess I'm just kind of looking for, for, uh, finding my purpose, you know? Yep. Um, is there a particular thing that you're praying about right now? Yeah, I've always been, um, really leaning towards law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Cool. But, um, just recently I, I had, um, gone into the military and, uh, got hurt in training and got out. Yeah. And then, um, just been dealing with a lot of, um, depression, yeah. uh, since I've been back. And then, um, the, like y'all have been talking about, I've just been relating to you guys so much mm. about the pornography and, uh, mm. just the temptation with women. And I just recently broke up with my girlfriend after four years and some odd months and, just dealing with a lot of stuff lot financially of stuff and family-wise and just looking for a purpose and doubting myself with my career and right. I guess finding a way to decipher or kind of separate or whatever the desires of my heart, cool. God's will, to kind of give myself a direction to go in because I'm pretty proactive. And let, let me share, really let me share a couple things with you. Qu- let me share a couple things with you, Quentin. You know, what's, this is what it comes down to. This is probably one of the most popular questions. What's God's will for my life? Generally, just genuinely, what's God's will for all of our lives? Um, in the book of Romans, chapter 1, it says, By the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, total separation to God, and by doing that, you will understand God's will for your life. That's what it says in Romans mm-hmm. chapters 12, verses 1 through 2. The book of First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 says, what is God's will for your life, your sanctification, that you might be set apart and might be given over to sexuality, uh, sexual immorality? So all of it has to do with being separated to God. Now, when it comes down to particular things that are going on in our lives, if it's something like that, man, you want to get into a law enforcement. Maybe it's a, a wife or whatever it is. Uh, Tony Clark broke it down this way, and I thought this was pretty cool. He said to the situation that you're praying about, he says, do you have a peace, Right. Is the door open? Yeah. And really, can you back it up with God's word? You want to make sure that you're able to have confirmation through God's word. And it can happen in multiple ways, from you reading it, from you hearing it on the radio, mm-hmm. from somebody speaking to you. It's continued coming up. And another way you can really discern God's heart on doing something, is it something you're thinking about all the time? Yeah. Is it in your heart? Is it not just an emotional thing? Like when it's like this cop thing, like you wake up, it's like, man, you have a passion for it. You're looking, you know, into more details. It's becoming more prominent. Then by that time, all I'm looking for is peace. I'm looking for the Lord to just kind of confirm it through his word. And then I know that God's moving. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. It's, it's, it's peace. Like even like when I was getting married, I was going yeah, through a lot thing. of crazy stuff in my life. But I had this peace. Mm-hmm. I just this overwhelming peace. So I just moved forward, and that and that was it. But we'll we'll keep you in prayer, man. We love you, uh, Quentin, dude, and and that's that's rad. You're down in a stay close to the heartbeat of God, man, and He will direct your steps. Okay, cool. Here we go. We're gonna go ahead and take uh, Matt from Almonte. How you doing, sir? What's your question? Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Sean, how you guys doing? Chilling, man. Oh, how good, you doing? Man. Just uh, lately, I've been struggling um, spiritually, and this month, uh, tomorrow, turn twenty four. And um, basically, um, usually in this month, man, I just start reflecting on, you know, my past and just uh, the relationships I've had with my father and stepfather. Just, you know, my biological dad walked out on me when I was four. And uh, my stepdad just recently walked out on me, too. Mm. And the relationship with him wasn't so great. And, um, 
You know, I just, I've been saved already for about almost three years and I serve in my congregation. I'm just, you know, I just want to know if you guys have any insight on how to deal with this. Um, is this the enemy, you know, just putting thoughts in my head or is this just myself overthinking? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't really identify what this is. It's uh, keeping me up late at night and I'm stressing out like crazy, you know, just, yeah. uh, I want to have that peace from the Lord, you know? And I do know that I have a father in heaven that loves me right. and will never forsake me. Right. But, you know, my flesh still wants that father figure in my life, you know? No, Matt, I Matt, I, I totally get it. It's, it's cool. I was just about to give you that verse that you just kind of referenced right now from Psalm 27 that says, even when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will never forsake me. And all has to do with that, the heartbeat, being close to the heartbeat of God. You know, why do some kids have to grow up with a dad that's not in the home and then grow up with a stepfather that, that's not connected to him as well? And you know what it is. It sounds like you're already involved in ministry. It's the reality that we live in a fallen world. There's sin. And the people that do us wrong and do us dirty in our lives, I think it's so important, which is hard to do sometimes to have this perspective, but to look at them through the eyes of Jesus, that the enemy is destroying their lives. They're missing out not having you in their in their lives, man. You have the Lord. And you have to encourage yourself that yes, you've gone through this and if you would choose if you had the choice, you wouldn't want to have this kind of circumstance in your life. But this is the result of, of sin. But God can turn evil for good. You know, we were talking about Joseph already in the Old Testament. And when his brothers sold him into slavery and everything and all the stuff that Joseph went through, man, he was a righteous man. He did what was right. And every moment, like the Potiphar thing, boom, he's thrown in jail. Mm -hmm. He has other things where so he's thrown into slavery by his brothers, almost beat to death. Then he's thrown into prison. But you know what God did? He kept promoting him every step, Mm -hmm. you know, because after Potiphar, he was in jail. Then he comes to be second command into Pharaoh. God was with him. And as the brothers are battling with themselves of what they did to their brother, Joseph was growing in his relationship with God. And he had perspective that when his brothers were scared that he was going to get revenge on him, he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Sometimes things, circumstances that happen in our lives draw us closer to the heartbeat of God. And right now, it might not make sense. It might take maybe months and even years in your life, man. But you're going to be able to pour into other people's life that have gone through the lot of the same things that you do. Maybe you're going to stand in the gap for your mm-hmm. um, father and for your stepfather and one day lead them to the Lord. As crazy as that might seem, that, that is a possibility. The Lord is going to be the one that's going to give you clarity. Is it of the enemy? Anything that draws Absolutely. you away from God mm-hmm. is of the enemy. Bring discouragement, the enemy. Fear, the enemy. Anxiety, frustration, all the enemy, man. So you're right in discerning that and how to combat that, man, worship, prayer, and the word. Stay so saturated with the things of God right now. That's all, no, that's, that's, you nailed it right there. Yeah. Thank you very much for calling, man. And you guys, if you're listening right now, you can call in at 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. All right, let's go ahead and take this call. How do you pronounce that? Arlene? Arlene from Beaumont. How you doing, Arlene? What is your question? Hi, Ryan. Hello. Um, I just want to know if um, manipulation is a form of witchcraft, and if it is, um, if there's a scripture to back it up. Manipulation. Form yes. of witchcraft. I'm trying to look for that. Uh, 
Well, I would say just like all sexual morality, you know, because, you know, what what masturbation has to do with is thoughts and everything and visions. It's pornography that usually it's it's stirring that whole thing up. Uh, The Lord talks about um, and that's why Jesus rebuked the fact of when you commit adultery physically with a person, that's a sin, right? Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, when it says, you have heard it said that you should not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look at another woman with lust in your heart, you have already committed adultery. He was talking about the fascination. He is mm-hmm. talking about the lust, that desire, that sin. That is not uh, all right with the Lord. And this is something where man is trying to get, te- or, or woman, temporary satisfaction for something in the flesh. And that's like, mm. you want to say something? No, 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 no. You know, and, and that's what it comes down to. This is what the Lord was talking about. Sexual morality throughout the Bible is talking about so much in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Why? Because it's an issue. It's a problem. It's going to continue leading people into bondage. So I hope that helps you. Is that your question? Yes. All right. Okay, cool. perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a good you. question. It's a good question. I know people can be embarrassed asking that question, but man, it's it's very important for okay. sure. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. I read something else. Okay, here we go. Uh Lori from San Pedro. How you doing? And what is your question? Great tonight. I love listening to you guys. Um I've been separated from my husband for a year and a half. He has a bad history of drug addiction, and when we were married, he has a lot of verbal abuse, sometimes even physical abuse issues. Mm -hmm. He's definitely dealt in pornography also. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally have a U-Haul pack ready to go to Phoenix, Arizona to reunite with him. It seems like it's been God's will because um, everything's been falling into place for us to reunite, but I dropped a bomb on my family this past week, and they are begging with me, pleading with me um, to wait longer and to just see if he is going to change. Right. And wait, uh, see, see if he's so he wait, you're waiting to see if he's going to change. So you, you don't you haven't been with how long have you guys been separated? A year and a half. A year and a half. And you, you haven't been around him to, to know what, what's going on with him? I have visited him twice so far um, in June and July, and we've been talking a lot every day on the phone. He, uh, you know, I, I am a total devout Christian, saved. He's, he has God in his life. It's, it's a new experience for him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had God long, mm-hmm. and he's really taken huge steps to trust God right now and everything, um, but I also can see when he's frustrated, the, the same temper and verbal things start. They're not as bad as before. Right. But, um, and I know being a new Christian, it, it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Well, check, check, check this out. I mean, my, I mean, perfect example is my parents. I mean, my dad was not a Christian at right. all. He actually was like beating my mom, cheating on my mom, and uh, he gave his life to God. And my mom, he's like, hey, Sharon— I gave my life to God, and she's like, "You're crazy. You're not. You're not a Christian. You're like out of your mind. You want to kill. You want to kill our family. You're cheating on me. You're beating me." And my mom, didn't, she didn't leave him. She stuck with him because you know, obviously, the Bible. You know, the Bible teaches you know against Jesus teaches against divorce. Mm-hmm. So they stayed together, 
and she just watched him. And you know what? Let's face the reality. Just like any of us, if we've come out of this addiction or if we came out of an anger problem or if we came out of any of these lifestyles, porn, God, it takes a while for God to restore. And he always says that all things pass away and all things become new. But it's a process. It's it's not going to be a process overnight. But if you have peace to go back, because obviously you separated because it got kind of sketchy for a while. And that's biblical as well, to separate for a time. But if God's calling you back and you have peace... Yeah, go back. I mean, your family's obviously probably scared. I mean, my I'm sure my my mom and her I mean, her parents are probably freaking mm-hmm. out cuz they thought she was going to die, but my God gave her peace to stay. And I mean, look what happened to my dad. He got a full relationship with God. He was reading, plugged into church and and God, you know, transformed him. And it was it was it was a it was years of, of a process of cleaning up. Lori, like you said, you feel like things are falling into place. And so once again, you want to back it up with the word of God. You want to make sure that there's peace and it looks like obviously there's a door open. Yeah, peace. Um, for sure. But I would navigate through all this stuff with, with conscience of, of prayer and sensitivity to your spirit. One of the key attributes of somebody that's really surrendered their life to the Lord is humility. Not that they're going to not lose their handle, you know, lose their cool sometimes. Nobody's going to be perfect. But is there humility? Is there acknowledgement of the wrong that they have done? Is there acknowledgement, like even in little things, man, I need help. And like yeah. that's that's key because that's what the Lord re- refers to so many times of humility, brokenness. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Lori, we'll be praying for you. We're so stoked that you you listen all the time. But I we know that you're in a, a crazy situation right now. But so, But we do pray that God's peace would... Go before you in everything you do. You know, and that, that humility is just basically like, you know, I mean, you, you and me and, you know, you're with your wife and yeah. you, you some something from your past comes up, you get mad or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end, you literally come to your wife and you're like, hey, you know what? Just that old man came up. I, I, right. I'm i trying to work on that. And, you know, even with my wife, you know, sometimes the old man comes up. I'm like, hey, I'm, I am I was a hundred times worse. <laughs> yeah. What you're seeing is nothing, but that guy arises sometimes. Yeah. And I'm sorry, forgive me, and let's let's move forward. And that's uh, that's what that humility is: is yeah. really wanting God, asking for forgiveness, and 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 knowing that you're not good in these areas and you need help. Yeah. And, and that will only come if you're being spiritually driven, because back in the day, you're just going to pop off, you're going to belittle them, you're going to just talk mad trash mm-hmm. and everything. That's how I would be back in the day. And you recognize that in your marriages and stuff, because we go through this stuff mm-hmm. too, it's like I have a choice. I can like cut her up with words, mm-hmm. or I can be quiet and allow the Lord to work in my life, and if things get out of control, you do need to make things right. You have to acknowledge when you do wrong, because God wants unity in the home, mm-hmm. Satan wants to bring division. You know, I heard, uh, I don't know if it's uh, Tony Clark. You know, I, I don't know how G, I, but I listen Clark. to Tony Clark yeah, like all Tony the Clark. time. Yeah. He's on K-Wave. Like he at, breaks things down. I don't know, like 12, 12, 12 o'clock uh, at night. 9.30 at night. Is it 9.30? Yeah, he might he, come back on again he, at that he's, time. He's, he's a brother from Virginia Beach. I mean, the guy's epic. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I think he might have said, he said, every time you get in a fight with your wife and you don't ask for forgiveness, you know, you, you don't go to sleep, you don't go to you go to sleep without asking forgiveness. It's like you put like a, a brick mm. in between you two, and you're building this wall that later on actually ends up separating you. Unless instead of asking forgiveness and and keeping that that communication open, yeah, thought that was pretty uh, pretty gnarly. Good yeah. good thing. So uh, let's see. Uh, you want to take this? Uh, here we go. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's take this call from uh, Miami. What's up, Daniel? Daniel, how you doing, sir? What is your question? How you doing, guys? Uh, my question is on, we just finished talking about it, the um, homosexuals 
when they come to the church, I agree with you completely. Uh, you got to show them, you know, God's love. You know, that's that's the way to go. But once they come to Christ, what happens then? I want to hear your guys' input. Like, once they come to Christ, there should be a change in their life. And unfortunately, or fortunately, that should also change with them. So what are the steps to do after that? Well, I mean, I don't know. When I think about homosexuals, I think about someone that has a— I mean, to me, sin sin. I mean, what the Bible teaches— is uh, sin is sin. So when I think about homosexuality, I think about okay. So there's a guy that's on drugs. You know, there's a homosexual. There's a guy, someone that likes porn. There's a greedy person. There's a, a liar. I mean, it's all bunched up in the one. And what happens to any sinner that uh, comes to church? Basically, the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit starts working supernaturally in their life and revealing things that need to change. And you love them just like. That that liar or that guy that's in a suit and tie that rolls up in a Ferrari to church and you know is wearing the ten thousand dollars suit, but he's completely corrupt, greedy, porn addict. Right. But he looks clean on the outside, right. but inside he's like dead bones. He's like dead bones, just like the Pharisees and Sadducees, just corrupt inside. We love them, and Jesus is the one that that cleans them up. Just like when a uh, you know we have some girls that 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 are strippers that come to our church and. They come in and they're wearing high heels and they're wearing short shorts and they're, you know, they're 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 they wearing these tight top and their fake breasts are coming out of it. Uh, we love them and we don't judge them out. Of, we don't judge them and yep. we let the Holy Spirit work in their life. And then over time, you see them change the way they dress, right. they change their hair, and God just He just works in their life. But uh, yeah, I mean, homosexual or if you're a greedy person or a liar, it's all. It's, Sin, sin. God works on each one of our lives, and that's what the gospel is for. When you look at the church, especially big churches, um, a lot of people come in. They're being invited by friends and family. The girl, Cynthia, that was here for two years, she mm-hmm. sat in church not submitting her life to the Lord, but she was coming in almost kind of mocking. But eventually she gave her life, and God changed her life. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody is claimed, this, the difference in what people have this idea in their mind, if the person says that they are a Christian, but yet they're continuing in their lifestyle. And it doesn't matter. Same thing. If it's homosexuality, if it's a, a drug addict, if it's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. continuing to murder. And the Bible is very clear on that, that thing as well. If you call yourself a Christian and you continue living this lifestyle, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Nobody is justifying any of these things. They're all sin. Yeah. I mean, right? and think, think about this. I mean, think about the percentage of people that are in the church that are struggling with drugs, right. prescription drugs, right. weed, other drugs, alcohol, that come to the church. The percentage of people in the church that even consume pornography, let's just talk about that. Right. Christian men in the in the church that consume pornography is like over 68%. That's just the people that admit it. Right. So how many people are in the church that are watching porn but that are looking at homosexuals or these other people going, oh, I can't believe them? There's a, more of a mass of these people that are consuming porn in the church weekly. Right. How do we deal with them? Yeah. But their sin's hidden just yeah. because maybe they don't act. Because like a porn addict, you, they don't act a certain way. Where a homosexual, you know, they have like girl tendencies if you're a boy or if you're a girl, you have boy tendencies. Yep. So you could actually see the outer, but inside maybe God, God's working supernaturally. It's a heart issue as I walk with God. The, the thing is, is nobody can run from, from God. Everybody's yeah. going to give account for their life. God has long-serving and patient with each one of us, but God's word is the truth, and the truth sets us free. All right. You know what? We got we to grab this uh, other call really quick because I know we only have two minutes. Hey, Brandon, 
I'm going to put you on hold. I know your neighbor is on heroin, and we have resources. We're going to break. Stay on the line, and we're going to come back for you right now and and get your number. We're going to call you when this uh, show ends. Peace, guys. Go to whoservers.com and be down for everything that's taking place. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.